This was such a delightful episode. I had the pleasure of sitting down and speaking with Dawson Church. He is the author of Bliss Brain, which was published by Hay House. And he also has another book called Mind to Matter. He is an award-winning science writer as he has done so much extensive research on meditation and the powerful effects that it has on our brains. Make sure to stay to the end of this episode as Dawson leads us through a tapping technique and meditation that can help us calm our negative moods and learn how to not be so reactive. He also tells us how we can get a free copy of his book, Bliss Brain. So hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. You're listening to the Glow Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a spiritual baddie who is passionate about real transformation. These raw and unfiltered conversations are meant to break off limiting beliefs and leave you feeling more free to be your truest self. Let's dive deep. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Glow Radio. Today, we have a very exciting guest with us, Dawson Church. So I'm very excited to have him with us today. Hello, Dawson. Hi, Jacqueline. Good to be here. For those who don't know you, could you tell us a little bit about your background and your process for writing your book? I actually just follow my curiosity, follow my heart, and it's magical to do that. And so things happen as you do that. And there's a wonderful quote from the German poet Goethe from over 200 years ago. He said, if you just initiate something you love, there's magic in it and things unfold. And so as I've done that, I have wound up starting a nonprofit. We wanted to do work with veterans with PTSD. And so we have a large presence helping veterans with, with flashbacks, nightmares, insomnia, other, other problems. And so a chunk of my work is done getting effective stress therapies to those veterans. Other parts are involved in training coaches, teachers, parents, uh, therapists, all kinds of helping professionals to actually offer stress reduction techniques to people around them. So I get to do that. I get to read a lot of science, do a lot of research. I've been involved in about 100 clinical trials. And then I, I write science books like This Brain. My earlier book was called Mind to Matter, about how our brains help create objective reality. My book before that was called The Genie in Your Genes, about epigenetics and about how our states of consciousness literally turn genes on and off. So I go play every day, and then books happen, research happens, nonprofit work happens, and it's all a blast. Living from your heart. That sounds so amazing. So I think you've done quite extensive research with meditation. Could you tell us more about that and how meditation affects our brain? Meditation affects the brain dramatically, enormously, if it's effective. Now, a lot of meditation is not effective. And so in my newest book, This Brain, I really looked at the spectrum of research, especially MRI research, because you know how your, your cell phone has become higher and higher resolution over the years? My first cell phone was really blurry, <laughs> pixelated. Uh, my newest cell phone is retina display, super crisp and clear, or an LED display. Same thing with 
MRIs. And MRIs on your cell phone, on your laptop, we have things called pixels, little square units of measure. MRIs use things called voxels, which are cubes of measure to measure the activity of your brain. And the newest models of MRIs can, can see down to the level of a single neuron and it firing. So with these high resolution MRIs, we study people meditating and we find that a lot of stuff that we've been told, like when I was 13 years old, I was taking my first meditation classes and learning to meditate. And the meditation master said, just close your eyes and still your mind. That is probably, according to research, the most counterproductive thing you can try and do because the mind is not designed to be still. Evolution designed our minds to be wondering and curious and active and noticing the environment all the time. So we can't do that. So what we look at in MRI research is what kinds of meditation are effective. And there's a lot of research now over the last 30 years on this. And so you research for example, advanced Tibetan monks with 10,000 hours of meditation behind them. You, you research people like Franciscan nuns who spent 20,000 hours in ecstatic contemplation of the Virgin Mary and Jesus and whatever other saints they, they focus on. So you look at these people's brains under these high resolution MRIs and see what's going on in their brains. And it's extraordinary. If you are really doing effective things then you have massive shifts in the way your brain functions. So that's the kind of research I do. That is so interesting. So if someone is just trying to get into meditation, what are some tips that you might have for them? Or how, how, do you, uh, how would you suggest that they go about meditation? Treat it as a physical exercise, not as a spiritual or psychological or philosophical enterprise. And what I mean by that is that I, I learned it, and I think almost everyone who learns meditation has done it in the past 50 years, has learned it as a spiritual exercise. You often learn it in, in the context of a, uh, a spiritual order or group. There's a meditation teacher, there's a tradition. Often that tradition has been passed down for centuries. If you're a Christian, maybe you've read uh, religious work, it's called a thing called Lectio Divina in Catholicism. So you've done all these things, whatever your tradition is. And so you, you do these things and it's approaching meditation from a spiritual or philosophical standpoint. And that has some value, but what really moves the needle we find is approaching as a physiological exercise. And so for example, I have a seven step meditation program and you just do seven simple things. They take under five minutes. You do these things, they automatically put you into a deep meditative state, but they're all physical. One of them is breathing six seconds in and six seconds out. If you just shift your breathing into a six second pattern and do nothing else, that will shift your body into what's called parasympathetic relaxation mode. And there are six other things you do as well in the course of our meditation uh, practice. Very, very quick set of, of instructions and they're all physical. So focus on physical, focus on things you can do that are concrete. Don't try and get there by mental or spiritual paths because they can take a long time and often they result in frustration. Most people who start meditating just give up. They try and still their minds, they're not successful and they, they quit. So if you wanna be successful, focus on things you do that are concrete, that are physiological cues to your body. 
like the breathing, like posture, like activities that make you feel really calm and centered. That's a very helpful tip. I feel like I haven't had a lot of people mention that tip before. So I feel like that is very, very mind opening. Is there a certain amount of time that you suggest that people meditate each day? Does it have to be every day? I want to know more about that. <laughs> well, I ask myself all those questions, not from the standpoint of spirituality or meditation traditions, but from the standpoint of science. What does science show us about those questions? And in medicine, that amount of time you meditate, or amount of time you do anything, amount of time, amount of like uh, uh, a drug you consume is called the minimum effective dose. Like if you have a headache, take two aspirins. If you take 20 aspirins, will the headache go away 10 times as fast? No, you, you, you will damage your body. So two aspirins is the minimum effective dose. So what is the minimum effective dose of meditation? And there's good science behind this. And I explain those questions in, in Bliss Brain. The answer is that minimal meditation, like one study showed that people meditating for just 12 minutes a day, Jacqueline, was effective over the course of eight weeks. Now, that's not very much time, 12 minutes a day. And some people, of course, meditate much longer, 30 minutes, 45 minutes an hour. The sweet spot seems to be at least 20 minutes. And that's enough to produce physiological changes in the brain. We did one randomized controlled trial where we tested that seven step process. I call it eco meditation. So we had people doing eco meditation, control group getting MRIs, then doing a placebo meditation, mindful breathing. And we found that in just 20 minutes in one month, those doing eco meditation actually showed structural changes and functional changes in their brains. Now imagine if you worked out, imagine if your goal was to have you know, great big uh, deltoid muscles, great big pectoral muscles, and you, you're a man who's working out. Um, imagine if you could work out just for a month and see big changes in your brain, that's ex big changes in your muscles. Um, you'd be delighted. Your parts of your brain actually grow faster than your muscles. And so you start to exercise these in meditation and they start to, to develop more neural tissue, more connections, they fire faster, they conduct information better. And the change happens in only a month, in only 20 minutes a day. So that is enough to kickstart meaningful changes in your brain. One guy I talk about is his case history in, in this brain. His name was Graham Phillips and he's a TV show host. And so he, before he began to learn meditation, took his whole TV crew into a high-resolution MRI lab and worked with the psychologists there to analyze his physiological functioning and measure the volume of every single part of his brain. So he then, after measuring his brain, began to meditate, began to be mindful. In only two weeks, they noticed behavioral changes. He was calmer, less prone to road rage, much less irritable than before, in only two weeks. After eight weeks, he went back into the lab and they found that parts of his brain had been growing by one or 2% a month over the previous eight weeks. One part of his brain, the part that regulates negative emotion. So I'm feeling irritable, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling stressed. That little chunk of tissue that regulates negative emotion that had been growing by 10% a month. In two months, it grew 
22.8%. So Graham Phillips, after just two months, had 22.8% more neural tissue in the part of the brain that regulates negative emotion. And now when you're standing in line, you don't get angry. When your kid says something that annoys you, you don't blow up. When you're on hold with customer service and the hold is half an hour long and they say, thank you for your patience, they really are grateful because you really are patient. <laughs> That's emotional regulation. And if you have good emotional regulation, you really have a handle on a happy life. So your brain is changing really quickly if you use effective meditation techniques. I love that. I feel like that really inspires me to get even more serious about my own meditation practice. Just hearing those results, I feel like sound so awesome. And I want that in my life too. Would you be open to leading us in a short meditation right now, just so we can get a taste of what it feels like? Sure. Yeah. And before we do that, I'll just uh, give you a little curtain raiser by showing you what an emotional regulation technique does. So um, think about an event that happened sometime in the last two weeks that bothered you. And it might have been um, waiting for a bus for a long time. It may have been a friend who stood you up. It may have been a conflict at work. But just think of something that happened in the last two weeks. But if you were to meditate without resolving that stress, it might bother you. You'd close your eyes. You'd worry about the disagreement you had with your coworker or the disappointment you had with your lover. So just think about something that happened in the last two weeks that was would bother you. But no more than two weeks old, just in the last two weeks. Have you got one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now score it on a scale from zero to 10 with zero being no emotional charge behind it and 10 being maximum charge. So don't tell me what, what the event is, Jacqueline. Just tell me what your number is, zero through 10. Mm, I'm going to say six. Six, okay. And now... Keep your eyes open. Let's do a couple of little preparatory things we do just to release stresses before we go into meditation. I want you just to feel your breath, feel your natural breathing rhythm, breathing rhythm, natural rhythm of your breath. And then imagine you're breathing in and out through your heart. So you're breathing in and out through your heart area. And now I want you to relax your tongue on the floor of your mouth. And then focus on that negative event. And then very gently stimulate one of your acupuncture meridians. This meridian over here. So just tap over here on the side of your hand. Remember the event. Just notice you're safe now. Everything's okay. You got through that event. But it was an annoying event. You were sick about it. So you tap gently over here. Breathe through your heart. Relax your tongue on the floor of your mouth. Keep focusing on the event. Now go to the other side, stimulate, this is called the small intestine meridian in acupuncture. 
focus on the event. Breathing through your heart, tongue relaxed on the floor of your mouth. And very gently, just stimulate this part of your face of here where your eyebrow meets the bridge of your nose. You can tap it or rub it, focusing on the event. It's your bladder meridian in acupuncture. Tap on the side of your eye. It's your gallbladder meridian. Breathing through your heart, tongue relaxed. Tap under your eyes, your stomach meridian. Tongue relaxed, breathing through your heart. Tap under your nose. Focusing on the event, all the details of the event. Tap on your chin. Breathing through your heart. Tongue relaxed, thinking about the event and noticing you're safe now and you've got through it okay. One more time on the side of your hand. Other hand. One more heart breath. And now think about the event again and tell me what your number is, zero through 10. I feel like it's more like a two or three now. Two or three, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we kept tapping a bit more work, it would, would drop further. And that's just what the shift in energy does. So we're shifting energy in your acupuncture meridians and it makes you see the world differently and it releases a lot of that stress. We've now done this with over 20,000 veterans in the last 10 years. People who survived the Vietnam War or Afghanistan or Iraq or Korea. And they have had terrible experiences and were able to bring their numbers down from often 10 out of 10 down to a low number. We've done this with refugees. We've done this with victims of genocide in Rwanda and the Congo, other places in the world. So it's powerful to use these simple stress reduction techniques to reduce your emotional triggering. And that allows emotional regulation. And so you're, less, just, you're just less reactive to what's going on around you. That's just a good way to <laughs> settle into that thing when I have you close your eyes doesn't bother you <laughs> and it'll probably be down to a zero once we get done so we'll just do a very brief meditation a few minutes long so start by closing your eyes feeling your breath again breathing through your heart tongue relaxed on the floor of your mouth And notice the volume of space inside your feet. Notice the volume of space inside your hands. Notice the volume of space inside your whole body. And notice the volume of space between your eyes. Notice how relaxed your tongue is on the floor, 
of your mouth. And as you breathe through your heart, slow your breathing down to six seconds per in-breath. and six seconds per hour breath. Tongue relaxed on the floor of your mouth. Infinite space between your eyes. Six second in breaths and out breaths through your heart. And feel the energy in your heart. Of love, compassion, and gratitude. Now think of a being who loves you unconditionally. It could be a mentor, friend, parent, guide, angel, archetype, pet, animal. This is a being that loves you unconditionally. And as you think of this being, send a beam of your heart energy to connect with the heart of this being. Being to being, heart to heart. You connect. Notice how relaxed your tongue is on the floor of your mouth. Notice the infinite space between your eyes. Notice those six second in-breaths and out-breaths through your heart. Notice this beam of love connecting you 
connecting your heart with that source of unconditional love. And now expand your heart energy beam so it radiates all around your heart like the rays of the sun. And as your heart radiates out in every direction, it connects with every single atom in the universe. A bridge of gratitude, love, and compassion. Notice how relaxed your tongue is on the floor of your mouth. Notice the infinite space between your eyes. Notice those six second in breaths. And six second out breaths. Notice the beam, beams of love, connection radiating out from your heart in every direction to every atom in the universe. And now gently detach those infinite beams radiating out from your heart and focus them only on that one being that represents unconditional love. And then gently detach your heart energy beam from that source of unconditional love and bring it all the way back inside your own heart in the center of your chest. Notice how good your body feels to bathe itself, to bathe your psyche, your consciousness in love and connection. And know that you can go back to this space any time you choose. And now with the next three breaths, prepare to return your attention back to the here and now back to your environment. Notice the volume of space inside your body, inside your hands, inside your feet. 
ground yourself through your feet into the earth. And with the next breath, open your eyes, look around you. Notice the largest green object in your environment. Notice the smallest yellow object in your environment. Notice the smallest circular object in your environment. And notice how good your body feels to spend just 10 minutes relaxing, giving it physiological cues, science-based cues to enter this deeply relaxed state. And then settling into gratitude for being able to just spend 10 minutes and totally change the way you feel inside your body and mind. So that's a very simple meditation technique. Some of are, are longer, some are more elaborate. A lot of them have themes and ideas, but that's just a, a quick sample of what we like you to do to relax physiologically. And then from there, you can start to enter elevated mental and emotional states. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I appreciate it so much. I feel like a lot of our listeners will benefit a lot from that. So I'm very, very excited to share this. And before we end off the podcast here, where can everyone find you online? Do you have any online resources that people can access? Yeah, we have one of the largest uh, alternative medicine websites on the internet, and you can get all of those resources from the, the domain tapping, just tapping like we were doing earlier, tapping with your fingertips, tappinggift.com, and you can get a long meditation there. You can also get a copy of the tapping manual that shows you the official tapping guide there at tappinggift.com. And then for a copy of the book, you just go to blissbrain.com. And at blissbrain.com, you get the book for free. The publisher gave us a whole, whole printing of the book at cost. So we're giving them away free. You pay shipping and handling. But at blissbrain.com, you get the book. And you also get eight free meditations. And those are wonderful. They're, they're like this, a little bit longer, a little bit shorter, some of them. But again, they, they're, they're tied to the eight chapters of Bliss Brain, and they guide you through all of the, 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 the physiological processes and experiencing each of those eight states in your mind and your body. Amazing. I'll make sure to include all those links in the description. And yeah, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like that was a very relaxing episode and I'm excited to dive deeper in my own meditation practice. Thank you so much. Jacqueline, so two things. What is your number right now? Hmm. I think maybe a one, I'll say. <laughs> it's amazing you do this every day and a lot of stuff that used to bother you just goes away and then i'd love to encourage you personally and also anyone listening to just 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 to do this every day start your day this way there's a lot of science in this brain that i explain as to why doing it first thing in the morning is, is powerful 
but do it first thing in the morning and you'll see all kinds of shifts start to happen. That sounds great. I'm very excited to start incorporating that into my daily life. Thank you so much again, Dawson. It's been a joy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 